We recording? All right, hey guys. Um, so I'm here with Eli again. Eli, say hi. What's up? What's up? Um, this uh, we're going to be going over First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. Last episode was a part one. Part one. Yes, it was a part one. Okay. Because I've already said that I'm going to have to go back through the prophets. And more likely, if I've got to go back through the prophets, I got to go back through these letters. Yeah. And more than likely, after I go to gospels, I got to go back through the gospels. Right. I got to continuously take this information with me. And um, I said numerous times this whole podcast was a rough draft so we can get a final, full, unarguably interpretation of Revelations. We got several pieces of evidence. We got Constantine the Great as the first seal. White Rider who had a bow. The bow was Judah. Zechariah chapter 9 tells us that. He went out conquering and to conquer during the start date. So the first living creature who called him out, which will be the lion representing Leo. Then we got the second seal, uh, Shiloh, the watchman, given the covenant in Revelation chapter 10, which we're looking at as the covenant of Ararat that Noah gave the burnt offering to. Now, Eli, last episode I told you I pretty much went ahead without you. Now, I've got to go back through Daniel. Right. I did enough through Daniel. I'm picking up what I am sure about. I've got my I've got my ifs, but they're in my head, so I but I haven't carried them onto the podcast yet. So I've got I've got my own ideas, but I want to go get some more information from what I can, you know, which is unargu or an unarguable information. Yeah. And then keep carrying that with me and carrying it with me. But in Daniel, um, it's got these two portions about this burnt offering, and in some translations it says daily sacrifice. I believe that once we get enough interpretation, we can actually use process of elimination to find out what we're looking at. Is it the burnt offering in this verse and or a daily sacrifice in this verse? I'm leaning more towards the burnt offering. Different translations say different things you look at the original i'm sorry i'm looking at the original hebrew on bible hub right and right. again i haven't i haven't had a time to study that i want to continue this path all my other questions i'll answer them I, i'm already told myself i'm going back to the, the prophets so i'll get my answers then i'll wait for them answers right but i want to keep going in this path because i pretty much see with you know this i think we should like i think we should uh I think we should make a physical outline and like. Ooh, there's so much bouncing around, dude. I'm gonna well, be I honest. Well, I mean, like, with you. like just because I'm going from Jacob in Genesis 48 and 49 to Balaam in Numbers 24 to Micah in chapter five to Ezra in First Chronicles five to Zechariah chapter nine to so much, man. It's a lot. Yeah. Like when I get, I've got to do a shallow recap, and I fucking dread doing that because there's so much into that. Like everywhere I'm seeing the Messiah, I'm seeing Shiloh, Micah chapter five. Where was the, where was the Messiah born at? What town? I mean, supposedly Bethlehem. Okay, Micah chapter five says Bethlehem would not give them up until she who is in labor is given birth. So right. I see the Messiah and I see the I see Shiloh. So I'm seeing like two. Are you taking a fucking selfie? I okay. Um, so I want to go ahead and go into First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. I have not had time to uh, actually take notes. So while we were doing our mic checks, I went in and I started marking 
things I would like to cover. Now, these letters of Paul to the churches, these, what did you do? Did you <laughs> Nothing. Just, just, the, just the fact that you like, did you just take a selfie? It just reminded me of that old song. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I hated that song. The Aerochord remix was amazing. Mm. Well, anyways, off topic. First off, these are letters. They are half of a conversation. Paul wrote to the Corinthians. So Did the Corinthians write back to Paul? We don't know. So these are half of a conversation. Do conversation. we want to go on an Easter egg hunt? No. No, I'm good. <laughs> but what I'm trying to imply is this is half of a conversation. So we're not going to get the full details. But again, Paul writes in Romans, the things in the past were written for our instructions. So more than likely, the same can be said about Paul's letters, which again, letters are half of a conversation. Right. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, this is verses 10 through to uh, 15. I appeal to you by the name of Jesus that all of you agree there be no divisions among you, but that you are united in the same mind and same judgment. For it has been reported to me, Chloe's people, that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each of you say, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or are you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. So that no one may say that I were, you were baptized in my name. So what we have today, knowing that Paul says to the Edomites, who are, would now be the Catholics or the Romans or whatever, that everything written in the past was written for our instruction, we have Paul preaching against denominations to where he says, I follow Paul, I follow Paul's. Uh, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? Where you got these denominational churches. Right. Was the preacher crucified for you or the Messiah? Were you baptized in the name of the preacher or were you baptized in the name of the Messiah? To which point we have 45,000 pieces of the body of Christ. And that's why he asks, is the body of Christ divided? So we already, in the last episode, we talked about Romans. He says he confirms Torah. If you got a pulse, you got to follow Torah. And Torah says, uh, like, what? right here, Deuteronomy 17. Who's the king? The Messiah is the king, right? Right. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 17, in the event, this is verse 15, in the event that you must appoint the king, the one whom Adonai, your God, will choose. This is from the complete Jewish Bible. He must be the one of your kinsmen, this king you appoint over you. You are forbidden to afford a foreigner over you who is not your kinsman. However, he is not in quite many horses for himself. Are the people who return to Egypt, take more horses, blah, 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 blah. Likewise, he has not acquired many wives for himself. So that his heart would not turn away. So he was talking about that heart turning away is what? To serve other gods yeah. is what it is. But it's, the king is also not to have many wives. And the reason is so they don't whore after other gods. Now, my, the question here is how many wives does the Messiah have? If the church is the bride and there's 45 fucking thousand of them, which one's the bride? And if the reason is so he cannot serve other gods... Do any of them brides serve other gods? Deep questions. That's a pretty fucking simple question. Very simple. That's just chapter one of 1 Corinthians. 
You see, it's taking this information with you. That cherry picking shit. That's not that's not fear. That's not love. That's not Well that's not so so with with mainstream religion, the way I feel things have been done is it's just like especially like in in your nineteen hundreds, like people started uh adding things. Like it adding things look like it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible like I've heard rumors about King James having that Bible edited so he could divorce his wife. I can read a verse in Proverbs that says it's better to sleep on the corner of the roof of the house rather than share a bed with a quarreling wife. So, like, there takes a little bit of common sense. Does God hate divorce? Yes, but he also wants you to love yourself. Yeah, now, there's a little and, bit of common like, sense. There's, there's a difference between a relationship and there's a difference and between like, when hardship. You, like, when you... When you pay attention to the whole thing, mm. there's a fine line. Yeah. There is there is no like black and white. It's all gray. And reality and, and, is subjective. Well, I, I mean like it's in certain instances, like yes, things are black and white, but like with all this nitpick petty shit, like mm. it's all a gray area. That's why it says in the Bible that everybody, every man will be judged based on the condition of his heart. Yeah. So like it, everybody will be. You know what I'm saying? Like every everybody everybody is looked at differently in their own individual. So like for you for to to say to anybody like oh well you're wrong for this and that and third, but. But you're talking about the wood in the eye, the splinter in the eye, and the log in the eye. What do you mean? Well. What you're going with that is judgment. See, Paul, he talks a little bit about judgment. Too. Well, not not just like, but it's not like it's of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because the religious community, like, because because humans are competitive. It's not a religious community. It is a capitalized community. If you want to call it religion, then you can call it. Well, religion is an anti-Semitic theological capitalism. Religion is anything. I am religiously a musician. I do it every day. (sighs) It's like, I mean, most of the time. I wouldn't say that's a religion. I'd say that's more like a lifestyle or a hobby. But that's what I'm saying. That's what religion is. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Religion today is a fashion statement. But that's what you just said. What needed to be said. Uh, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it shouldn't it, be. But it is. It is. Yeah. So that's like, that's why I am, I'm coming to the center of my soul, knowing who I am, what's right for me. Mm-hmm. Because having a holier than thou fight with some rich white people is not getting me anywhere in life. It's just not. No. I like, I don't hate them. Like, if that's working for y'all, fantastic but i i know that i have other more important things that i need to do i know that there's people out here in these streets that don't have that money that need my help yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying like y'all may not be struggling we're out here struggling and like it's always going to be like that oh you look at your world leaders today like i know i I probably shouldn't talk shit about world leaders but fuck them fuck (laughs) 
Fuck Putin. Putin? He's in a midlife crisis. Of, obviously he is. He just attacked the Ukraine for no fucking reason. I could probably give him a He's jar like, of dirt. I'm going to steal all your shit. Ukraine and he calm his tits. He's wild. Like, sincerely from the America to Putin, fuck you. <laughs> like, Red Dawn in this bitch. I'm getting some assault rifles. I will mow down some motherfuckers. Like, if y'all want to try it, let's go. You ever wonder why these presidents don't fight the war themselves? Oh, because they're more important than us, dog. Why are they? Why? 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 why because are... you want to know the secret? We gave it to them. If the people would stand up for themselves, it ain't gonna happen. Oh, I know, because America is a bunch of pussy ass bitches. As soon as America stands up for itself, we're gonna get fucking invaded. That's what's gonna fucking happen. No, but if we stand up for ourselves, they won't be able to invade us. No, no, America has oil. We fight for oil. We don't fight for fucking freedom. We haven't been invaded. I understand that. Nine eleven wasn't an invasion. But I'm saying, Pearl Harbor was instigated. Stop! 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 What? If the people could learn to work together, uh, uh, you know what? We need to be and invaded the, by the, Canada. And, and that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Canada's not going to invade us. They're pretty much like Switzerland. Like, no, we don't want to have nothing to do with this. That would be amazing. But they're just not, to be like, not, not my circus, not, not my monkeys. To, to every single country. But like the the thing is, because of the Second Amendment. Anybody can have guns here. If people if people would quit fighting each other and see the bigger picture, that oh we're being gonna happen. We're being, are we're being oppre- like the I people are people. being oppressed by the government. Yeah, all of your world leaders are acting stupid. Can we sue stupid. them for like pursuit of happiness? Because I'm sad. Can I sue the government? Would that work? I don't know. I, I have talked to some lawyers. I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. But it would be a funny case. It's like I'd, I'd go, I'd go with it just to just to see, just to fucking see. It's like, hey, look, y'all fucked up, y'all fucked up my life because y'all suck at your job and you just want to make money off of us. So I want my life back. I don't. I want the life that I never had. I'm never gonna get it. It's no, gonna I'm gonna happen. get it. I'm gonna get it. Fuck them. If you. Putin can go invade nations, no, fuck me. I like I'm gonna <laughs> I just want a mill or two, fam. <laughs> I just wanna have my little business operate, you know. I need some new converses. Right. <laughs> I just wanna be able to live half as comfortable as these people. Half. Half? Half. Maybe even a quarter. I'll take a quarter. A quarter. Man, that's still pretty good. That's what I'm saying. You still, you got two, three million, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can then take that two, three million and then flip that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, it's the blatant obviousness of the upper class trying to step on the, the lower and middle class. Uh-huh. It's disrespectful. <laughs> it is like when you have major corporations paying <clears throat> employees a wage that everyone in the US that has a high school diploma knows you're not going to be able to pay your bills 
even even if you work two jobs you're not going to be able to pay your bills. how far are we in this episode because i've only gotten through chapter one of first Corinthians. oh yeah i just went off i just <laughs> i just i just blank bro i'm just like no fuck this shit fuck you bitches like no i'm sick I of the told you to get it out in the mic check <laughs> <laughs> you triggered me man it's press the button I'm sorry. all right so back on top yeah this is gonna be a I don't know how many parts First Corinthians is going to have. I went on to chapter 4, uh, Ministry of the Apostles. This is how one should regard us the servants of the Messiah, the stores of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it was required stores that they were be found faithful. With me is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or any other, any other human court, which is why I said in an earlier episode, I couldn't be judged in court. It wouldn't be right. It'd be so fucking immoral. You want me to swear on the book that says don't swear at all. You have all these idols. The priest, sorry, not the fucking priest. The damn judge is what not a fucking Levite for one. Doesn't follow the fucking Bible for two. And it goes into more about this. Don't go to non-believers to be judged. Like I'll go into that a little bit later. Like this is a letter. We're learning as we're going. You can't cherry pick this shit. Carry it all with you. Uh, let's see. In fact, I don't even judge myself, or I'm not aware of anything against myself. Don't pronounce judgment. Nah, nah, nah. Lord comes to bring light things now hidden in the darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation. So basically, there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. Eli, what are you doing? Are you learning? Am I teaching you? Yes. What did I say? I got you. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat myself, but what I will do is I'll just elaborate on it a little bit. Um, so it talks about God will reveal the hidden things, the actual purposes of the heart. Now, we, we've already got this whore Babylon saying in her heart, I said the queen, I know it all. I'll never see sorrow. I said the queen, what would that mean? Oh, Paul says, you're prepared as virgin and you didn't need to the marriage of the Messiah. The Messiah is the king. Yeah. I said, queen, I'm part of the new covenant. Then I am no widow. Oh, the Messiah died for your sins and he resurrected. We just had God not dead too. So I am the widow. I could say, God's not dead or I am no widow. My husband resurrected. Then I'll never see sorrow. God knows my heart. In her heart, she says, I said, queen, I am no widow. I'll never see sorrow. It repeats over and over and over again. God knows my heart. In her heart, she says, God knows my heart. I'll never see sorrow. I'm part of the new covenant. He died for my sins. You see what I'm saying? God knows my heart. It just repeats. It's a nonstop loop. And with that, well, and that like, if your heart is truly in the right place, then that is. I haven't gone to the gospel yet. I got a question. If I was to tie a millstone around your neck and throw you into the ocean, how long would you live? Not long. Not long. And what does the Messiah say about that? I haven't gone to the Gospels yet. I mean, that's murder. That's murder, but does he not say that she always worse than that? 
whoever causes these little ones to stumble and sin against me, it would be better to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you want, man? This book only has one interpretation. I got a question. Let's say you're in fifth grade, and the teacher's like, we are going to read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone as a class. And at the end of the class, I'm going to give you a quiz. Now, obviously, this quiz will be to test your reading comprehension. And more than likely, somebody would take God a little bit more serious than fifth grade. But just for the sake of the conversation, it is a 10-question quiz. Each, ten, each question is worth 10 points. You get to the first question. It says, what house... Does Harry Potter, Harry Potter belong to A, Slytherin, B, Hufflepuff, C, Gryffindor, D, Ravenclaw? And you're just like, well, I know J.K. Rowling said he was in Gryffindor, but I believe he was in Hufflepuff. And then let's say you take that mentality with you as you answer the other nine questions. What grade would you get? It's probably not a good one. You get a fucking F. Am I wrong? No. Uh, okay. I, like, so you're saying that you need to know your shit. You need. Like, I'm saying the first life is basically an open open book test. That's the only way I can illustrate that. Okay. It's, that's the a, first that's, life that's a, that's is a fair, an open. That's a fair analogy. Yeah, the open life is an open book test. Basically, and it only has one interpretation. Can't live with your imaginary friend. And it can't be like, hey, have you heard the gospel? God killed his kid. We could do pagan shit now. That's no, that's not the gospel. Well, no. Like that wasn't that wasn't ever implied. It is now. Well, I mean, to some people, yes. A lot of people. That's some. Have you ever seen some people? Some people was like five. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> he, like, said, he said some people is like five. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but everybody out here doing pagan shit. They don't even know they're doing pagan shit. I don't understand that. <sighs> it just don't make any sense to me. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I told you what was going to happen, man. Yeah, I was just caught off guard because we always do a recap when we pause and I'm still laughing. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, again, I did say I was going to have to go back through these letters again. Uh, chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, verse 12. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? And it even continues on about, uh, let's see, do you not know to judge angels? Angels, how much more than matters pertaining to this life? That was around verse 2 in, in chapter 6. Uh, so if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? Who has no standing in the church? And when I say church, I don't mean what you see. I mean what you read. Does that make sense? You're talking, I feel like you're uh, moving towards. Um, I ain't moving towards anything, but if it happens, it happens. God's in control. Let it collapse. That's how I feel about it. Oh, I mean, I, I, I get that. But like, it's uh, what has no role is uh, personal vendetta. Um, 
like anybody. It could be anything as small as the concept as you are trying to explain to me now. Right. Or it can be as big as the concept of, let me keep reading. But it's, So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your same, can it be no, no, no one among you? Is wise enough to settle a dispute against brothers, but brothers go... But brothers goes to law against brother and that before unbelievers. You're going before unbelievers. And that's what I said. This book only has one interpretation. So if you claim to be a Christian and you're going to judge somebody who actually has read this book, then what does it say? Has no standing in the church. So, like, All right. th- like anything said. Right. Like, because like, if you know, then you're going to know that you have no right to judge anybody. That even if you're a judge of a court, right? Like, there, there's no real if this is one nation under God, then there is. Well, I mean, they, really are, they, no, already, they already took that out. But, oh, no, they still leech to it. I mean, it's there, they leech to it, they show it off, but it's I mean, more like, it, it, and it's funny to me because, like, as I like, as I learned up and I was like going through history and whatnot. Like they say, one nation founded under God, but really, like I think that was more of just uh, a political stance because. No, it was. Uh, We've well, always been fucking well, pagan. The damn Statue like of the, Liberty is so invicted. You got primary, George Washington going to heaven with Poseidon. But like, the White House is Sumerian Sun Temple to Utu. Like this well, place I mean, is but pag- the, more pagan than people realize. I understand that, but uh, the majority of the founding fathers of this country were actually masons like they were, yeah, they were pagan as fuck too they're free like, oh, you I study know, them I, like the grand architect study about the grand architect like this shit gets deep oh i know like like what, what it is, uh, is you're weird, looking man. at you're looking at a bunch of boy scouts playing god to actually kill people yeah or sacrifice people like they, yeah. there are people out there that exist like that yeah. and they're pro- they're they're fucking crazy and and when i read this book i'm told i only got to worry about them for a little while Really? So, I mean, do what you got to do, man. I've only got to deal with you for a little while. Do it. <laughs> that's, that's been, Avengers will be mine. All right. I'm here Next for now. We don't, we're not going to swear on how long, but I'm here for now. Yeah, I'm here until <laughs> I'm not. Do what you feel you got to do. I can't do nothing about it. <laughs> That's depressing. It's life. It is life. Uh, let's see. And it goes in to live as you are called. Uh, and a lot of people, when, they, when they're questioned about these pagan holidays, Christmas, for example, they'll reach to Romans. And even though Romans says he confirms Torah, and Torah says don't add a takeaway so you don't do pagan shit, they still do it. And in Roman or First Corinthians chapter eight, it speaks against food offered to idols, and then there's this misinterpretation of what an idol is. See, Jews they don't understand Torah. If they did, they wouldn't talk to the Wailing Wall. The only way they can prove to me that talking to the Wailing Wall is not idolatry is if the Wailing Wall talks back. And if it talks back, we got bigger problems. 
<laughs> so <laughs> he said, "If it's always back, we got bigger problems." I'm just saying that's, it, that's it crazy. That's their half of the book, and as I said, the spirit of Korah has taken over Judaism. It's more of a fashion statement. Off the top of my head, they have made two celebrities apologize: Whoopi Goldberg and Nick Cannon. Whoopi Goldberg because she said that World War II wasn't just about race. And and all honestly, if we pull our head out of our ass and just get the fuck over ourselves and click quit clinging to that fucking victim trophy. Was it just Jews? No, it wasn't. It was homosexuals. It was mentally disabled. It was physically disabled. It was Romanian gypsies. Like... So yeah, many it, people it, it suffered was, it, it at the was hands a, it was of a Hitler, cru- but it was they a got crusade. they no. We want the we want the spotlight. Yeah, so Whoopi Goldberg's got to it apologize. A, it, it was a crusade on on everybody that was. It was Torah, the the, the Supreme. It, no, Aryan it race. was Torah. Torah says, generation to generation, I will call Amalek to wage war against you. It was fucking Torah. They're Jews. They're they're half of the fucking book. As I said, it's turned into a fashion statement. If you, you look at one mitzvah, it's on the corner of your garments. Why? So it helps you remember the commandments. One of the commandments says no idolatry. If you're wearing tisdits, praying to the wailing wild, then you have turned the mitzvah into a fashion statement. Oh, yeah. So, and I'm the bad guy because I say that. But it's your half of the book that says, if I don't say that, then I'm guilty of the same sin. I mean, it's only got one interpretation. Fuck your beliefs. Yeah. Believing and knowing are two different things. But I think... I feel like people are supposed to have different interpretations. Of one book? Torah. Yes. Torah. The Quran. The Quran. It, no, 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 no. The Quran says the Torah was revealed by Allah. The Torah says there should be one Torah... For you, the Israelites, and you, the sojourner. Paul writes to the Romans, you were grafted in. Paul's calling the Gentile or the Roman a sojourner. I confirm Torah. Is it by this teaching that we overthrow Torah? On the contrary, we confirm Torah. There is one Torah for you and the sojourner. The Torah was revealed by Allah. So what's the problem? There, there's no fucking loophole, man. I never said there was. You said there was by saying that there's more than one interpretation. Uh, that I, I yes. said this was, I said the first life yes. was an open book test. Yes, but like, see, you, like, the things that you were saying, they're not wrong. But there, I've also heard some other people that have taught on other sections of the Bible and the things that were in it because it is such a broad book. It is a broad book. And but you are told the Messiah says, I give you a new commandment. Oh yeah. That is to love others as you love yourself. All but right. the thing is that was not a new commandment. That is actually a mitzvah of Torah found in Levitical law. He gave a Levitical law for the sojourner and, and, and no, knowing what? that the Bible only has one interpretation. He says, I come for the lost sheep. Now the so, so and who are the sheep? I can't remember what that what that term is. Sojourner. Sojourner. Think what? a refuge, or somebody. Say say you haven't bought a DNA test. Torah says it goes to the descendants of Jacob. 
Torah's Judaism's got a whole different fucking thing about it. But the Torah says it goes to the descendants of Jacob. So if you've got the money, go buy a DNA test. I recommend buying it from FamilyTreeDNA.com. It is a Jewish DNA company. And I think I paid 150 bucks. It took a while for me to get my results. Okay. And when you get these results back, understand that your DNA is only going to be tested by every other purchaser of Family Tree DNA. Okay, but over time, that means you may get new matches. You may get it. I may get a new match, and I may be genetically re genetically related to you. But when you go on here, you can look at your ancestral origins to where you can see me. I've got eight people that I am descended from that are Mizrachi Jews. I have one person I am matched that is Sephardic Jew. I'm linking that to Judah. I haven't linked Mizrachi to anybody. I've got, I think, four Azor Jews I'm matched to. I'm also matched to one Palestinian. Okay? So it tells you who your matches are. All right? And then it also gives you, you your migration map. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it follows it, and then it gets to a certain point that it dispersed. Mine starts in Africa. It moves north through Egypt and then up into Israel, and then it dispersed. Is what mine does, but it's only one hundred fifty dollars. And if you got the patience, excuse me, it takes about eight weeks, and they give you a few swabs, and you just swab it in your mouth. You put it in a tube, close it tight, put that put that tube in an envelope, label the envelope, put that envelope in the big envelope along with the other Q-tips and their tubes and their little envelopes, and just mail it off and wait. And then you can access it on their website. So, I mean, you can find out if you are an Israelite, a descendant of Jacob, or if you are an Edom, a Gentile, which would be not a descendant of Jacob, which would include the Edomites, which would include the Ishmaelites. Because we're told in Daniel that this Antichrist individual, that the Moabites, the Edomites, and the main parts of the Ammonites will be saved out of his hand. Now, the Moabites and Ammonites, they're descendants of Lot, who was Abraham's nephew. But you're also told the sons of Eber get exiled the last day. So there's a lot. It, it, it goes into a lot of genetics that I'm not really ready. To, like, I've gotten to the point where I need a fucking board. Right. And, like, that's what I'm trying to figure out is the importance behind the genetics. The genetics, from what I've learned by gathering, going through the prophets and going through the genealogies and the Torah, the with the latter-day blessings on each head of the tribes, you can basically tell who's who by what they say. There, I believe there's one blessing about this uh, on the head of one uh, tribe that says, like, my land is good. And basically, the way I read that, I'm reading like he's offering refuge. So... Then you've also got Dan. Dan's got a lot of, God have mercy on me. There's a snake at my horse's heel. Where's God? God save me. So Dan sounds like a very annoying individual. Right. So Dan doesn't get sealed up. They sound judgy. Ephraim, Ephraim doesn't get sealed up. We know he's the son of Joseph. We know there's a set apart individual. But right. Ephraim also gets destroyed in the latter days. We got Hosea chapter five telling us that. So 
there are some mysteries as to the lost tribes. There's 12 tribes. 10 of them are lost. A lot of them were lost during the Assyrian diasporas. So when you talk about genetics, you're talking about a lot of uh, variables you have to take into account. And it's not something I see anybody willing to sit down and do, not even myself. It all comes down to knowing God. Like genetics doesn't fucking matter in all honesty. Yeah. So it's just it's just a human curiosity thing. Yeah, it is a curiosity thing, and it's very interesting. Well, I mean, I, I get that because, like, I I do find that interesting. I just don't have the time to follow that down right yeah, now. Yeah, nobody has the time. <laughs> you would like, go fucking it's, crazy. It's interesting, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that part that way. Okay, so First Corinthians chapter ten. Read the whole chapter. Uh, I usually ask the reader or the listener to read these books. And then later I'll come on and I'll basically have like a little book report about what you read, about what I read. Maybe I noticed some things you didn't. Maybe you noticed some things that I didn't, which is why I say I am expecting to do a second part of this. Maybe a three part. I don't know. We'll see where it carries us. But in chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians he warns against idolatry, and if we know that idolatry, the given the biblical definition of idolatry, um, it's summed up basically as submitting yourself to a religious inanimate object or any religious symbolism where we're giving Constantine the Great, speaking like a dragon, um, he... Uh, made an image of the beast and gave it a breath of life so he could speak. We know this lamb has two horns. We know Constantine the Great is the first horn, and we are looking at Asher being the second horn. Uh, he pays attention to the ships. He pays attention to those who forsake the covenant, and then the ships of Kittim come against them. That's Numbers 24 given by Balaam and also Daniel chapter 11 given by Gabriel to Daniel. Um, so then when you read that in Daniel chapter 11, Um, you got to ask yourself, well, what's the covenant and who's forsaking it? And that's why you're giving Constantine the great. And then like when I say this, I find out something, I may not like it, but I ask why I may not like it. But then I ask why again, and I keep doing that. Uh Now my mood may change, but I keep asking why I'm usually given an answer. And that's where it leads to Catholic being Latin for universal and their commandments allowing idolatry. And he warns against idolatry in First Corinthians chapter 10. Every religion does it. Christians, they do it to a murder weapon. Uh, Catholics, they don't care, I guess. I, don't, I couldn't sit, begin to tell you. Like, I've seen the Pope kiss the feet of a statue. I, I couldn't even begin to list it. Um, Jews, they got the way of the wall. Uh, Muslims, they got the Kabbalah. Now, I've spoken to you about the Kabbalah. Uh, I haven't said anything on the podcast um, I've read the Quran. I've only read it one time. I haven't studied studied it like I had this uh, the, this book, but I did say in the past four years I've easily read it ten times, and I said that in that episode. So I don't know where I'm at with it now, but still, Prophet Muhammad. There is a hadith where Prophet Muhammad was recorded as saying, "Had it not been for your infidelity, I would have built two doors on the Kaaba, one for an entrance and one for an exit. That would mean to walk through it, ignore it." Don't rub it. Don't kiss it. Don't circle it. Don't lick it. Don't grope it. 
everything that they do it now. You can Google it. Test what I am saying. Uh, I believe you. So, I mean, there's a, a Prophet Muhammad was recorded as saying that. So had it not been for your infidelity, I would have told you to ignore it. But you were. You were infidels. So. Infidel. So, um, there's an issue here. I kill you? Probably. <laughs> but what is this? Chapter 10. And idolatry, that's the second commandment. So Zakir Naik, I haven't talked about Zakir Naik. The guy's hilarious and he doesn't even know it. He's actually very confident. But he says Paul preached against the covenant. And, the, you know, if he's, he's a doctor and he's read this book, then he would know that that would be the covenant of Sinai, where he got is given the commandments and is preaching against idolatry. So do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. So idolatry in this sense would have been linked to orgies. There were a lot of orgies going like last episode. I said when these prophets wrote these books in the Tanakh, they lived around Mesopotamian city-states. Uh-huh. And, you know, Paul, I believe he says it in Romans. He says, um, had it not been for Torah, I wouldn't know where, what sin was. And you go when you read Torah with you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you're given mitzvahs that elaborate on the commandments. Right. First commandment, have no other gods before me. One mitzvah says, do not inquire of the other nations as to how they serve their gods for they even burn up their sons and daughters. And, well, but I don't burn up my son and daughter. Okay, well, scratch that. Do not inquire of the other nations as to how they serve their gods thinking you may do the same for me. Because if I was to look at the Ten Commandments, have no other gods before me, um, no, uh, make no graven image. Don't take God's name in vain, and no Sabbath day. Now, Islam doesn't practice the Torah Sabbath. They do like a Sat Friday Sabbath. It's not the seventh day; it's the sixth day. It's not even the whole day. Not if the Torah was revealed by Allah and it starts from sunset to sunset. So it's not even the whole day. And they do it. I think it's on Friday. Right. Uh-huh. Now, Noah, mind you, we're, we're looking at the commandments of Noah in Revelation chapter 10. Everybody knows what the rainbow means. Even an atheist does. Everybody's heard the flood story. Even children. I think they got children by stories at Walmart about flood. Like how many people have seen Noah's Ark on a, on a nursery for a baby on the walls of their nursery? Everybody's heard of it at some point. So everybody knows what the rainbow means. For the most part. So we are looking at the commandments of Noah. So we've already got idolatry and the Sabbath day being profaned through Islam. Now you got a question. Well, why don't the Muslims do the appointed feast? Who do they worship? Who's Ramadan about? Who's it about? I would assume Allah. It's not about Allah. Muhammad? Yep. A lot of their holidays have to deal with Muhammad. Now, that's not to say that adding holidays, because 
Mordecai did it. He had it. He so had it. He had it Purim. So but it wasn't worshiping any individual. So is so is is your is your point in that that there is even idolatry within? I'm saying if Zakir and I can sit there and say that Paul preached against the covenant, then I can say that Islam butchered it. And when I say Islam, I'm not talking about the Islam of the Quran. I'm talking about the Islam today because the Quran preaches against denominations. There are 73 denominations of Islam. Islam is Arabic for full submission of Allah. Allah is Arabic for God. How? Can you be divided amongst yourselves and fully submitted? Fair point. That doesn't but make it's, any it's, sense. It's, and I know they would kill me for it. I know I would be demanding an apology. Why? The Quran is inflammable. So that's what it says. I've read it one time. That's what it says. It says, if any verse is changed, we will supply you a verse exact or close to it. It's... It says it. I follow it better than they do. <laughs> but now there are some problems with it because the Quran says that prophethood and interpretation is sent through Isaac and Jacob. That's in the chapter of Joseph. But um, Muhammad was an Ishmaelite. The Quran is Isaac and Jacob. Ishmael was Isaac's brother. So then you got to ask yourself, well, was the Quran God breathed or, well, what, what does, what is the biblical definition of the Bible? If we are going to argue the, well, which one's more true? The Quran, because it has science in it, honeycomb and, uh, fucking blood clots. Hadith in the Quran is, it's also got splitting the moon in half and drinking camel piss too, but you know, it's got the honeycomb and the blood clot. But what about the science of the Bible? You're not going to find it. You're not going to find the real science of the Bible. The well, very, I, very I, I re mean, irrefutable proof is in the prophecies. Well, I mean, like. If you study Abraham, you will link Nimrod to Hammurabi. But like, there's there's also like physical evidence of the things that went down, just like. Noah's Ark still sits at the top of a mountain in Turkey. Does it? Nobody's found it. No, they have. They have Every claim I've, has been irrefuted. No, they that haven't. That would have, would have there's, gone. There's pictures of it. I don't think it is. I think there it's is. like mountain ranges. I'd have to look at it. I don't believe it. It wouldn't make no sense for the Ark of the Covenant to be around today just because that's not how nature works. The wood would decay. Noah would have. Noah built a vineyard. What, well, why would he I'm not saying, use the boat saying, to build a vineyard? Well, no, no, no. I, it was on top of a mountain. Like they had to, like they, like after the boat wrestled. I broke that boat apart. They, they, like they would, they would have had to have taken the ark. They would have, they would have taken the ark off the, uh, like off of. No, it's on a mountain. All I got to do is break it apart. It'll fall. Gravity will take effect. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's broken up. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, but because it was such a large boat like there's still pieces of it there mm. google it i don't want to not right now i'll google it later it's on a list screen dude I, I never studied that um but i can't like when like with physical observation and change that is what science is there is some i've already said that there were some uh 
contradictions as far as testimony. But again, I feel that the proof lies in the prophets. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Preaching against idolatry in chapter 10. It talks about head coverings too. Head coverings, I feel like this is like, as I said, these were letters and people were more primitive back then. And Daniel says, still those books were the time in. Knowledge increased, man went to and fro. The book of, Dan book of Daniel was found in the Dead Sea Caves. And when it's talking about knowledge increasing, it basically means knowing right from wrong. And the head covering in this sense was, I, I guess, men couldn't control themselves like it's hard to say because these are half of a conversation so like head veils like i'm not going to sit there my head coverings i'm not going to judge you if you do i ain't gonna judge you if you don't but that's just my that's just my opinion um it goes a little bit into spiritual gifts i'm gonna have to because that goes back into that uh what are you doing I'm looking up the thing for the, the Noah's Ark thing. You're looking at Noah's Ark? All right, so last episode, I talked about the Ruach uh, HaKadosh, or the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, whatever. Uh, the Messiah, he talks about it. Paul, he elaborates on it a little bit again. He talks about it in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. So where I could have to do a recap of Constantine the Great's Babylon mystery religion, I would have to do a recap of Shiloh. I would have to do a recap of Asher. I would have to do a recap of the covenant. I would have to do a recap of the first beast. I would have to do a recap. I would have to do a Torah episode. I haven't even done it. Mean, I, I haven't even done that to have a recap. And I would also have to do a... Uh, Holy Spirit episode. There's a lot of different episodes I gotta do. You know, learn a little bit about living everything, a little, a little bit about a lot. Right. Let's see. I've been to a church where an individual was kicked out because they spoke in tongues. This this is one of the problems with denominations. When you have so much division, 45 fucking thousand divisions, eventually you get separated from the truth, which is why nobody knows what they're doing. They believe they know what they're doing, but believing and knowing are two different things. So again, I've been to a church where an individual was kicked out I don't know what you're doing. 45 minutes. We're at 45 minutes? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were trying to give me a high five. No, four or five. Okay. Um, so I've been to a church where an individual was kicked out for speaking in tongues. And that's not something that even if we're not talking about the Bible, even if we're not being like, not trying to, even if we're not looking for God, like kicking somebody out when. Yeah, that's not the way to handle things. It's not. There should always be this talking to... And, like, the... I feel like the Bible speaks on, like, 
speaking in tongues. Like, well, he 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 talks about speaking in tongues several times in his letters. Uh, if there's no translator, ignore so like, it, but don't sit there and discriminate against it. Like, you know, something happened, but right. if there ain't a translator, you can't do nothing about it. So just ignore it. But he also says that wouldn't that be considered a prophet? No. Chapter 14, 1 Corinthians. See, this is where in the Gospels, the Messiah say that the prophecies are the, the, the prophesied all the way up to John the Baptist. But Shiloh's already mentioned. Okay, that Shiloh's mentioned in Jacob. If you've read the Bible, you know Shiloh is located in Ephraim. Ephraim is a lost tribe, meaning not in Israel. The Jews say Shiloh is the Messiah. That is embarrassingly cute. And when I say cute, I don't mean pretty cute. I mean a dog so ugly it's cute, but at the same time, I want nothing to do with it cute. <laughs> so when he, he talks about this whole prophecy, he talks, the one who speaks in tongues, this is verse four of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. The one who speaks in tongues builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So you have your speaking in tongues, then you have your prophet. Okay, and just based off of me reading this, it's talking about building up the church. So that prophet would be greater than that individual that could speak in tongues. But if there was an interpreter, I feel like they would be equal, I think. Like, it's all about building up the church. Yeah, I get honestly. that. I get that. So, like, just speaking in tongues. What are you doing? 52? I'm Chris. just like, look. You, okay, look, I get look, it. You're look. I bounce around. I need medicine, I know. I, I'm not saying even just you need medicine. I'm just, you said 45 to an hour. 45 so, to an hour. So, so, I like, I let you know, hey, we hit the 45 mark. Now we're at 52. All right, let's see if I... Okay, so we haven't finished 1 Corinthians. I didn't have time to take any notes, but I did bullet point some things that caught my eye as we right. were. So as so as episode. so as you re-listen to this, you need to write I down need to those bullet points. Organize, yes. Like write down those bullet yes, points. I need to write down more bullet then, points. And then and then build and then build around those bullet points. Well, I think I did pretty good for yeah, no, not no, really no, no. prepping, but um uh, I do want to end this episode here, but I do want to sum it up. I'm not seeing any real inconsistency, inconsistency than what I've been saying, seeing and relaying over this podcast. Right. It's still this, this Torah and grace, but Torah, the Torah being teaching. I, I see the Torah as basically the Ten Commandments for dummies. Is how I see Torah. <laughs> and that's when I include grace because a lot of these misses of Torah, they elaborate on each of these commandments. Yeah. But we've also got to take the grace that we're given. And that's why Paul, he sits there. He still, pre he still supports the Ten Commandments. He preaches against idolatry, which is what the Second Commandment says to avoid as well. So the Second Commandment and the Paul, they still agree with one another. So... I'm still, I'm still going to keep going. All right. So I do 
want to say that this is probably going to be a two-part uh so two to three part episode two to three part episode i do want to hurry up with paul's letters um i gotta go back to the prophets i gotta do a gospels but even with with judaism's idols i want to speak a little bit about judaism's idols uh there are some mitzvahs that can be leached to in regards to the wailing wall Right. What we have to understand, and I've even talked to Catholics about their idolatry, and you know, you talk about Moses's bronze serpent staff. They say that's idolatry. You remember the story of the serpent staff Moses made for the Israelites to heal him. Well, if we keep reading the book, Second Kings chapter eight, King Hezekiah destroyed that staff because the Israelites were doing to it what Jews and Catholics due to their idols, which is talk to them, submit themselves, offer incense, yada, yada, yada. To the staff? To the staff. That's what the Israelites were doing to Moses' staff in 2 Kings chapter 18. All right, then. So you're still given, like if he says in letter to the Romans, the things written in our past were written as instruction, that includes examples, not just mitzvahs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense because like the same thing is done today. Exactly. No like people, it's uh, like it's, it's, but now we do it to people and companies, and yeah. di- like different types of things. Well, church is a company. Exactly. They make like you're free from the law. Quit playing your fucking tithe. What's the point of the gospel if you're just going to tell them it's okay to sacrifice God's son to be a pagan? It's capitalized sacrifice is what it is. Yeah. It's a company. Oh, yeah. The majority of them, yes. Yeah. Mega churches. Am I wrong? Uh, he said he, no. He agrees. Well, no, because like mega churches, you have like Billy Graham. You have Creflo Dollar. I do want to warn you, I am doing a podcast right now, and I say a lot of things that a lot of people do not agree with. If you don't want your voice heard... I can see. He said, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my my voice being heard, but it's like, it's one of those situations where these mega churches are all about money. It is not about the gospel or Christianity. They're about growing their constituents in a fake way with workshopped Christianity in a mass produced way. It's not real Christianity. That's what I'm saying. It's just a mass produced. Hey, this is God. Come listen to us sing some songs and tell you about Jesus. But I copied this sermon from some other guy who's actually a really good, educated minister in, in, in God and like loves what he does. I just copied it off the internet because I'm just trying to make money off of you. All preachers make money off of it. Even the preacher, he copied it off. They make money in the sense of that's how they make a living. You want to but- find a real preacher? Ask him about Christmas. And if he supports it, He's not a real preacher. You cannot call a man of God somebody who used God-breathed scripture to support false God practices. That I agree with, but being a pastor's son and growing up in the church my whole entire life, um, the Advent story is one of the greatest misconceptions in all of Christianity. The story of Christ, his birth and the Advent, the coming of Christ. 
the okay. coming of Jesus as a baby out of his mom and all the stuff that happened in that scenario. That is one of the largest misconceptions in Christianity because everyone is so focused on the where, why, and when, not the this was the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. Everyone is so focused on this is where the Christmas story comes from. This is where this comes from. No. They're so focused on the wrong parts. That is why it's been so perverted and so commercialized and made so mainstream because of man's fallibility and our uncontrollable need to make things ours. If you can understand where I'm coming from with that. I get it, but I take it a different way. But I, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Words from Brown Bear, everybody. Words from Brown Bear. Is that what we're calling him? Codename Brown Bear. Yeah, I'm not going to give his legal name out. I didn't ask him for that, about that. I feel you. Thank you, Brown Bear, for your contribution. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and end this episode. We did not finish First, uh, first Corinthians this we got distracted a little bit, talked a little bit it too happens. much about certain it things. Um, this is a podcast, not church. Yeah, I already said it. I, I, I am not a preacher. I do not have the energy to live two lives. What you see is what you get. You get what you get, you don't throw a fit. I'm going to be who I am. I ain't living two lives to appease somebody. That's cool. I ain't got the energy for it. I understand that. All right, cool. I ain't a preacher. All right. We're going to end it now. What is that? The hour mark. That's the hour mark. 